everybody want to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. Imagine making a difference. No, imagine being the difference. The difference between I can't and I can or I won't and I will. The reason someone chooses to wake up and strive for greatness. In life, it can feel like everything is working against you. Let's defy all odds and break generational curses. This is Overstepping Poverty with Daquan and Zacchaeus. Welcome back to Overstepping Poverty, the podcast that provides you with tips, tricks, and hacks in Overstepping Poverty. I'm Daquan Brooks, and I'm here with my co-host, Zakia Shaw. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, brother. Happy to be back recording. I feel like we took a little bit of time off, so I'm excited to get back into it, man. We did. We're here now. We're here. Yes, sir. Now, I'm assuming our viewers have been pretty eager to really know exactly what we're going to be talking about today. The last four episodes have went very well. Uh, We've had a lot of positive feedback, and I feel like it's really resulting in plenty of people who want to know exactly what we're going to talk about next, as well as kind of how they can better themselves. So what are we talking about today? Yeah, so today we want to dive into... You. We want to dive into the importance of being yourself, especially in a society that really wants to put us in a box from as soon as we're little kids. So I'm excited to get into that. I think it'll be something that everybody can take a piece from. And yeah, so I got a question. We'll get started with this. All right. Right away. Yeah, we're ready. Let's Let's go, baby. How would you say society really influences our identity, our self-concept, and really, what is your identity? What is self-concept? Absolutely. You know, that's a good question, and the reason for that is is because your self-concept and your identity, I mean, you pretty much wear that around daily. You are the only you. We're all limited versions of ourselves. So self-concept and identity, I mean, self-concept refers to like your beliefs, attitudes, uh, values that we hold ourselves, as well as identity just refers to like the characteristics and qualities that really define us as individuals. Now, as far as society, self-concept and the identity uh, through, I think it's through socialization. Now, what does that mean? It's the process by which we we really learn, internalize the norms, our values, our beliefs, you know, and the culture and society that we're in. As we grow up, we are exposed to various agents of socialization, such as family, peers, institutions, as well as schools, and as well as, of course, like religious organizations. So what does that mean? As we continue to grow up, society values, like if you if you grow up in society and you feel like you're growing up around something that values like academic achievement. As you continue to go you, in your head, you start to believe, listen, I need to make sure that academically I need to be at the best that I can to really achieve anything in life. As a young age, and I feel like we grew up in that era where college, the only way that you were going to be able to provide a decent living or be able to make something of yourself, you had to go to college to do so, which that's what they said. That's what they said. <laughs> that's what they said. It's not completely true. Um, it does add value to you as we grew up. That's all I feel like a lot of us really thought of. There was no other option. When I think of our identity and our self-concept and where that really comes from. And like I said, at the beginning, at a very young age, society has been set up 
in a way that wants to box you in. When you see a little kid that is bouncing off the walls, society tells him that he's not behaving, right? When he's just a little kid that has a lot of energy and doesn't exactly understand our norms yet, right? So it happens right away. And it really comes down to your surroundings as a young person you're a product of your environment a lot of times who you're exposed to like you said it could be family friends people at school people at church any of these places those are the people that and and structures that are forming your mind right so it's really hard to honestly know who you are at a young age because you have so many different perspectives and so many different influences. If you've never dived into really like meditating or something like that, it's hard to get a clear head and, and have your own pure thoughts. So it definitely affects how we see ourselves and even how we think about things. Cause a lot of times the things we think aren't even really our thoughts. Right. They're typically coming from someone else being in the car business working for a dealership. I usually always connect my life to what I go through in my daily work environment. Just kind of like this here, we want everyone to be your true self. Why? Because there's no one else in the world that is exactly like you. You bring value to someone by being yourself. If you continue to act like someone else, I mean, I can find another Tom Brady in the world. There's plenty of people that want to be like Tom Brady. And in one of his commercials, it was, oh, I want to grow up and I want to be like Tom Brady. I want to be like Tom Brady. And Tom Brady wrote back to the kid and he said, hey, listen, there's enough Tom Brady's in this world. We need you to be you. And I felt that. I felt that. And just connecting that to the car dealership as a used vehicle, it's kind of like a unicorn. You know, there's no other vehicle in this world that has this many miles. There's no other vehicle in this world that is in this exact same condition, you know, in the year and the brand that it is. And that's how we are as people. There's no one else in this world that is exactly like we are. And that adds value. That's how it should be looked at on being yourself. I like that. The concept of self. When do you think in your life you started to really follow your thoughts and think to yourself, Hey, are these my own thoughts or am I getting these thoughts from somewhere else? Or have you ever had that happen? I mean, I probably saw it when I was a teenager and unfortunately it happened while I was like in, in school, school. I love school. You're developing kids to really be able to be a part of society and not only be a part of society, but also contribute to society in some way, shape or form. Well, in school, I was kind of the the kid who the class clown. And that was just me. That's just how I was. And unfortunately, it was it wasn't like looked as like it was frowned upon. But I feel like that's where I really found my true self is when every other kid were you were set to a certain standard, you know, in high school, like usually you have your groups. I was never a part of any certain group. I was kind of like the the chameleon. I could fit into any group at any point in time. And the reason for that is because I was shaping my own thoughts and I was just being myself. I didn't care what that person thought of me. I didn't care if they feel like they would accept me into their group or not. 
because at the end of the day, as long as I really found happiness in myself, that's all that mattered. And that's how it should be for, for people around as well. I mean, as long as you're happy and you feel like you're making a difference some way, somehow, that's exactly what you need to be. How about you? I would say I try to challenge my thoughts more since I've had my son, especially because when you become a parent, your parenting style comes from the way that you were parented right away. And I see there will be things the way maybe my dad would have, the way he would have raised me, maybe the way it made me feel I didn't like. So I need to remember that when I'm working with my own child, right? Because first nature might be to react the way my dad would have. When I didn't like that, that's something I need to identify. So I'm not passing that on to him. You know what I mean? So definitely see it more now. And the more you become conscious of your thoughts and the more you challenge your thoughts, you start to find that you don't really maybe agree with something that you agreed with even just two months ago, especially when the media gets involved and we have crazy things going on and emotions are high and everybody's glued to their phone or their TV and they're seeing stuff that's happening. You don't have your own thoughts in those times. You're seeing everything that's going on on TV and think that's what's happening in real life when they're only showing you what they want you to see. I would say, especially since the George Floyd thing too, with black lives matter and all of that stuff, I think that I'm somebody who definitely believes Black Lives Matter. But at the same time, I felt like Black Lives Matter was used in a way to kind of manipulate people. And where I'm going with this is they have you thinking that because you support Black Lives Matter, you should support a group. And this could be for anything because it has that name on it. But you don't always know their agenda. You don't always know why they're doing the things that they're doing. And just because they're on the front page, it says that they support something doesn't always mean that your values really align with what their values are. And that's where you really find your true sense of yourself because you start to see where you differ from others that might have a lot of the same thoughts. I think that kind of ties into one of our questions that we were going to ask. And that's, how does social media contribute to the pressure to conform to certain standards and expectations? I actually have something to say about that is it's social media. It can be a cure as well as it can be a poison. And the reason that I say that, because as far as a cure, there's a lot of people that find themselves in social media. I feel like we're finding ourselves in social media because we're doing these podcasts. And every single time that we are having a certain topic, we start to really figure out more about ourselves because not a lot of this is scripted. Pretty much none of it is none scripted. Of it, yeah. <laughs> none of it is scripted besides our, our questions that we usually come up with, right. you know? And so everything that we're saying, it comes deep down. It comes from the heart. So we don't have a lot of time to really think about our answers or anything like that, but it really is, it, it, it allows us to tell a lot about ourselves and how we feel, but it also allows our, our listeners, our viewers to really resonate with what we're saying as well. Yeah. And now as far as the poison of that is in social media, everyone wants to be like someone else. 
And, and what happens is like Instagram for a fact. Every time when you're scrolling on Instagram, you're seeing these people in these just beautiful places. You're seeing these models everywhere, you know, and they're getting paid all this money. Well, everyone wants that. Everyone wants that, period. If you don't want a lot of money, if you don't want to look good, then maybe you have some confidence issues as well, which is what I'm getting into. Now, if you grow up around social media and it's all or all you see is physical appearance and rich people or anything like that, you really start to put weight on your shoulders to be exactly like that. And so then when you start to do that, the your belief is tied to being physically attractive. Your, your belief is tied to having all the money in the world. And mm-hmm. so then when you start to put those stresses on yourselves, you usually start to really have self-esteem issues. Your confidence starts to lack. It really becomes an issue. And it, it kind of ties into our last episode. It becomes a, a bad, you have bad mental health because For of sure. it. What are your kind of thoughts on that? As far as social media goes, I agree. I think that it can be one of our greatest tools to connect with people. And that's really what I think the the whole idea on social media was, was to connect people from all parts of the world to kind of have a glance at what people's lives looks like, look like. But at the same time, when you're seeing things on social media, you're not seeing everything. You're seeing one thing and it's what they want you to see. They're never going to show you what they don't want you to see, right? And it's easy to compare yourself to other people when all you're seeing is the best things in their lives, right? right. But you don't see the the days that they can't get out of bed because their mental health is struggling. You don't see the days that, you know, or the struggles that they go through, maybe taking care of family or even all the hard work that it took to get into the position that they're in where they are successful and they are living the type of lifestyles that people want to live a disservice to yourself when you compare yourself to other people like that, because you could be a rookie in a game and you're comparing yourself to somebody that's been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years. Of course, they're going to be further along in that process and comparing yourself to them is only going to hurt you and it's going to hurt your self-confidence It's going to hurt your self-esteem. It's going to stop you from chasing your dreams because you don't feel like you have enough time to get to their position. And social media is, and that's the other side of it. It can be very toxic. The things that you're following on social media, there's times where I'll go through my social media and I'll delete people. I'll delete things that I'm following when I start noticing like, why am I even, why don't even have these people on here? And just try to be aware of what you're taking in. I wanted to hop into the the next thing here, though, because I feel like in this world, it, it's really tough to, like we said, be yourself. How do you maintain sense of authenticity? How do you, the authenticity, I think, is kind of your sauce, right? Like, how do you keep that in a world like this where from a young age, they're trying to get you to conform? It's tough. Because there's so many outside factors that are trying to shape you into how society feels you should be. It's a good question. It's just really tough to put a, an answer on just one specific thing. I mean, I can tell you waking up and finding your own routine. Once you find a routine, you can, you can really start to adjust how you're going to go about your day. And not only adjust like physically, but adjust mentally. And so when you have a good mentality, 
you can really just go about your day as you. You start to just kind of flow and have your own script on how you're gonna do things. It's really just mentally as well, you have to cut out what others think about you. At the end of the day, it, it, it does not matter what someone else thinks about you. It always matters how you think about yourself. When you start to weigh those facts on that, only it only matters about how you think of yourself all the other stuff, it just, like I said, it doesn't matter. You don't try and act different because you're around a certain person. You don't try and fit into different uh, groups or anything like that. You don't try and please people. And when you, when you aren't doing that, not only does it just take weight off of your shoulders, but you really get the true person that you are. Now I get in some areas and aspects, like in your career field, I'm a goofy person. So I like to make jokes. I like to, I mean, Really, if there's if I, if I'm in a weird situation or anything like that, and I feel like the conversation just isn't flowing, I'm probably going to say something just stupid and goofy, and it's either going to make someone laugh or they're going to stare at me like, "What did he just say?" Like, but either way, you know, it, it kind of navigates the conversation and it allows really to you be able to talk about, I mean, anything. Yeah, I was just going to say with it, it's it's really hard to maintain your authenticity because. Again, you in especially depending on the age that you're at, you may have never had the freedom to express your true self or be able to find out the little nuggets about yourself that make you authentic, right? Like how you make people feel, how you communicate. There's somebody I can think of right now here in Sioux Falls. She, her bubbly personality, it's contagious to people. And she's a waitress and she does really well. And it's like her authenticity is what makes her her. And a lot of times when people do and show who they are, it rubs people the wrong way in society because they want you to conform. There's people walking around every day that have never thought for themselves for the most part. that have never had their own original thought And the thought of not sticking to the status quo terrifies them. And then you have people that go against the grain and it rubs people the wrong way, but they're themselves. I would like to think at the end of the day, they can more so live with who they are, knowing that they're being themselves every day than kind of faking it and not really showing who they are. Who wants to be around somebody that doesn't know who they are? It's a follower, right? And It's okay to follow because you need to follow to be able to lead, but you also need to have a sense of direction on what you're going to stand for or what you're going to, what you are and what you're not going to do. Some people can't even think of that on their own and it gets them into a lot of kind of messed up situations because they couldn't think for themselves. Well, it has to be exhausting. It has to be exhausting mentally as well as physically to, I mean, really put on an act all the time. Yeah. Imagine going through your everyday life and you always have to continue to think of the right thing to say. You always have to think of how you're going to move forward, like what kind of actions you're going to make in in a certain situation. I can only imagine once you get home, you have to be just emotionally and physically drained. Right. Because nothing, nothing that you were doing that day came just easy. It wasn't fluent. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't you. You know, everything that you were doing, you had to really think of before you actually had to do it. And I've been in situations where where I was like that. 
you know, I've had jobs like that where you were pretty much, you were a script the entire day. And I could not do that. I could not live my life because then I, I got home and I'm like, I don't want to do anything because I felt like I was being an actor all day. It, like think of being an actor. It's got to be tough. That's why they get paid so much because it has to be tough to just really be someone else there through that entire part of the day. Uh, well, a lot of them take that on and that's how was it Heath Ledger with the Joker. He took that on so much. And a lot of actors will talk about how, I mean, they full on take on a completely new identity and the really good ones do that. And it definitely causes mental health issues for them. And I think that's a great example of how not being yourself, although they're paid for those positions and that's what they do for their career. And a lot of them are great at it. It shows how that can affect you when you're not being yourself. So what would you say as far as the people you have around you, your family, your friends, your community, how do those things really shape who you are? And I'm going to add on to the back of it. How do you maintain those relationships with those people without damaging the relationship, but also being more of yourself? Well, here's the sheer fact of it. If you're in, in say, your, your family, okay? Well, I consider a lot of my family my friends, and I consider a lot of my friends my family. Now, if you're in a group with them and you feel like you can't be yourself around them, they aren't your friends. They are not your family. At the end of the day, they become your acquaintances. You know, acquaintances are, are mostly people that you usually keep close to you because they're adding some type of value to your life, but you may not trust them enough to really call them family or your friends uh, when it comes to that. Now, as far as family and friends, you should be able to not only be yourself around them, but they should be able to, in retrospect, be able to be themselves around you. It's kind of like my friend group. If you look at my friend group, it is very interesting because I'll, I'll talk about my, my buddy Cody and my brother Trevor. When we go out and whatnot, we see we're these huge guys, okay? So every, when we walk into the room, people typically know exactly who we are based off of because of our size. We're pretty big guys. Now, if you look at me, the way that I dress and the way that I handle myself, not saying it's a, any better way or anything like that, it's just I have a different alike, a different style. A different style. Exactly. So if you see me, I'm usually pretty dressed up on a, any normal occasion or anything like that. Now you look at Cody, he's typically wearing, you know, his cowboy boots. He's got his belt buckle on. He's a country boy living in a city. And that's kind of his persona. And then you look at my brother, Trevor. I mean, he's very comfortable with himself as well. I mean, most of his style and whatnot, I feel like I tried to teach him. He just ignored everything and decided to <laughs> kind of it wasn't his, him. It wasn't. It wasn't. He decided to have his own style and I love him for that. But that's just how it is. Like we're all different people, but that's what makes us like so likable to each other. We're always ourselves around each other. And I think that's why like we trust each other so much. I've had friends where I felt like I couldn't trust them just because I knew that if in any given setting, they were completely different individuals from outside looking in, you see that and you're just like, wow, like really? Mm -hmm. It's weird. It is. It is. And so that's kind of how I take that as far as your friends and your family and your community. It should just come naturally in anything yeah. on being yourself, especially when they're close. I think that is, although those are the same people that 
are able to influence you, you and kind of how you view the world sometimes. It's important to have that diversity. Diversity, that's one of the things I valued most about the time that I lived in Las Vegas is you could see anything out there, bro. And there wasn't as much judgment, I felt like, as there is in a mid in the Midwest on being yourself. When you get out to the coast, there's people being themselves, a lot of people being themselves. And it's a cool thing to see because you start to gain knowledge on different cultures, different backgrounds, different situations. And being in like Sioux Falls here, especially when I moved here, it was hard to kind of be myself. I went from a school that had a great amount of diversity and then going into O'Gorman Catholic school, not Catholic at all, are we even really religious and being one of like five people in the entire school that wasn't full white. That's kind of a culture shock to where you don't even know how to behave, especially if you don't have a a ton of confidence. You're kind of just, you're in uncharted territory. You know what I mean? And you're feeling things out. And that's why people are shy often a lot of times when they are in new settings because they don't know how they can act. They don't know if they can be themselves. They're guarded. They're protected. They protect themselves from any dangers that they see coming. And unfortunately, being yourself can make people feel uncomfortable and it can cause people to do harm really in many different ways. So community, friends, family, those are all huge things. But yeah, diversity, both of our friend groups are a melting pot of people. And that's really what's the most beautiful thing about it is you don't even know what half of us even are. If you looked at us, you're like, oh, you kind of look Hispanic. But. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, now is the time that we get into the part of our episode where we share five tips, tricks, and hacks on really how to find yourself. As we said previously in this episode, there is a limited version of you. I just want to give, start off and give a tip here, and it's going to be self-reflection. So we all need to take some time to reflect on your life experiences, your beliefs, your values, as well as just personal traits. So there are times during the day or anything when you're alone, you should ask yourself questions such as, what makes me happy? What are my strengths and my weaknesses as well? Or what are my fears as well as my insecurities? These are going to be great questions to really find who you truly are. And on top of that, I think when you're having those conversations with yourself on the self-reflection, you need to dig deeper. Like if you're asking yourself, what are my fears and insecurities? And you write those down, you need to ask yourself, why? Why am I afraid of that? And if you can keep asking the question of why, oh, I'm afraid of that because I'm afraid of failing. Well, why am I afraid of failing? The deeper you dig, the more healing you're going to do and the more you're going to learn about yourself. So the second thing here is journaling. Writing down your thoughts, feelings, and experiences can help you gain insight into who you are and what matters to you. Journaling is something that I, I do more so when I start to feel stressed, though. It's something that I feel like I should do more on a day-to-day basis. But when I can start to feel myself get stressed or overwhelmed, 
I like to write things down and kind of mind dump everything that I have on my mind so I can just get it off my mind and get it onto paper and kind of either analyze those questions or what I'm thinking or come back to it later on so it's not just stuck in my mind. Absolutely. Next is going to be mindfulness. I mean, you can we kind of hit on it in the self with self-reflection and digging deeper, but practicing mindfulness can help you become more aware of your thoughts and your emotions. It can really help you develop a deeper understanding of yourself. Yeah. Number four is going to be seek feedback. Now this can be kind of nerve wracking at first. You're literally reaching out to your inner circle and you're asking them to give you some feedback on you as a person. So when you're doing this, it's important to keep in mind that you asked them for that feedback. So when they give you that feedback, respect it. Because if it's people from your inner circle, they're not going to tell you these things to harm you or make you feel any type of way. But sometimes when you open it up like this, it allows people to really get to the core and really tell you how they feel. Whereas if you don't open it up to them, most people aren't going to tell you completely how they feel. Right. So seeking feedback is really big. Absolutely. And lastly, explore your passions, pursue activities that bring you joy, fulfillment, uh, whether it's painting, hiking, cooking, or something else like what we're doing. This is a passion for us. Um, but exploring your passions can really help you discover more about yourself as well. It will make you happy. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to us and discovering yourself. Remember that being yourself is important. There is a limited version of you. So just remember, discovering who you truly are is a journey, not a destination. Be patient with yourself and enjoy the process of self-discovery. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Overstepping Poverty. We hope you found this week's discussion informative and thought-provoking. We know that tackling poverty is a complex issue, but by working together and understanding the root causes, we can make progress towards creating a more equitable society. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family, and don't forget to subscribe to our show. Until next time, let's take the next steps in Overstepping Poverty.